Hey, hey, hey! What up, people? It's Riley and Emma here. Your favorite dynamic duo is back in business. Welcome to the first episode of the Thrive Podcast. We are so excited that you have joined us today. Get hyped. We are going to be talking about thriving, but really about thriving in general and how we have learned to truly thrive in our own lives. Thrive. Wow. Oh my goodness. I just love this word, thrive. Like, what does it really mean to thrive in your life? So I've been studying the definition of thrive and just what that looks like in my own life and how I can really thrive. And so the definition of thrive is to prosper, to flourish. Wow. So Emma, can you tell us a little bit about what it really means to prosper in your life? Yeah. So I was reading in Psalms 1 and it talks about through seeking the Lord and not walking in the way of the wicked or the way of sinners, but actually meditating on the word day and night and taking delight in the law of the Lord. So when I began to think about what that means in my own life, I began thinking like that actually means like reading my Bible and actually spending time with God and studying his word and trying to grow my relationship with him. And it's when you really do that, that you will begin to prosper. And so often I would say, and like I would hear my friends say that, like, oh, I'm seeking the Lord, I'm seeking the Lord, but I just don't see him in my life. And I read in Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And the message version of that verse actually goes as far to say, when you get serious about finding me, I will reveal myself to you in your life. So when I thought about that, I was like, am I really serious about finding and seeking the Lord? You know, is that what my whole heart is after? Is that what uh, my whole focus is on? Is it really on seeking the Lord so that I can prosper in Him and grow in Him? So Riley, can you tell us a little more about what it means to flourish in your life? Yeah, so I've been thinking about this lately, and I'm going through Psalms right now, and I found a verse that talks about flourishing, and it's Psalms 92, 12 through 13, which says, The righteous flourish like the palm tree, and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. So I just wanted to hone in on that second part more about being planted in the house of the Lord and then you flourish in the courts of our God. And I just thought that that was so cool because when you're in the courts of our God, that means that you're in his presence. And talking about, you were saying how when you're in the Bible, that is when you can seek him and that is when you find him. And so I just thought it was so cool that when you're in the courts of God, when you're in his presence, that is when you will flourish. And that's so cool because being in the courts of our God, being planted there, that means you are deriving all of your supplies from him and you are abiding in him. And it also means that you'll produce fruit there. And that is what is truly thriving. And I just thought also that being satisfied with him, that comes from being planted in the house of the Lord. And I just think that is so cool because if you have nothing else in the world, nothing, no friends, no family, if your family turns your back, their back on you, you can still be satisfied in the love of the Lord and delight in his law. Yeah, I love that idea about being satisfied in only the Lord and not trying to find satisfaction in other things. Um, I have a little funny story about that in my own <laughs> life. But um, basically, so for me, I would um, try to find satisfaction in um, like worldly things and 
you know, volleyball and even friends and just even my own family, just putting my family above God and just having my priorities all wrong. And I wrote my journal one night, my prayer was just that I would be able to find satisfaction in the Lord and that I would be able to spend more time with the Lord and just that the Lord will just open my eyes as to areas that I can focus more on Him and stuff. And so a couple months later, some of you guys know this, if you know me, but we had our Christmas banquet the whole night that's supposed to be so perfect. And I was a freshman in high school and we were dancing and I, uh, someone like knocked into my knee and it popped and I tore my MCL, but it turned out that I couldn't play volleyball for the whole, um, Excel season or like club season. And so Um, I was just so devastated about that one small thing in my life. And one night I was sitting on my bed and I decided to just flip back to my journal and I saw where I had prayed that the Lord would just provide like more time in my life that I could focus more on him. And in that moment, I was just like, oh my goodness, like Lord, like you answered my prayer. Like this might not have been how I wanted you to answer it, but you answered it. And like through this, not being able to play volleyball, not having that take up time in my life, I'm able to spend so much more time in the Lord and just growing my relationship with Him. So I truly learned to just be satisfied in the Lord and not through other worldly things. Wow, I really love that. Yeah, so um, then the idea of palm trees. Wow, Riley, don't you just love a good old palm tree? Love a good palm tree. Wow, that's just amazing. But isn't it so cool like how palm trees like can bend and just like they bend in all directions, but they're never broken. Wow, that goes so well with what we're talking about. I know, just like how through different seasons of our life, like the Lord will bend us, but he's not going to bend us to where we break, you know, like we're going to bend in so many ways, but through him, we can stay strong in our base, in our, in the, like our trunk of the tree in the Lord. Yeah. And even in when you're bending, I feel like when you're bending to the point that you feel like you're going to be broken, even though you might not be broken, even when you're bending, that is when you'll feel his presence and feel his love the most. And that is when you can thrive. Yeah. And I'm not even trying to say that, you know, you're not going to break because we all will break. But even in those times, like when you're truly broken, like that's when you can almost see the Lord the most in your life. Yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes it's hard to realize that he's still there even in your best times. In your best times, I feel like I tend to be like, okay, you know, life's going great. I don't need to be seeking him as much as when I'm hurting. But really, it's in those times too that we need to be seeking him in every season of life. Yeah, like sometimes bad and crazy things like happen to us, but it's so cool to like look back on those things in our life and see how it's pushed us to grow our relationship with the Lord. Exactly. It's in those times that we can thrive the most. Yeah. So Riley, you have a good story. Um, not really story, but your life really. Um, but about how you've like thrived. Can you tell us a little bit about like how you've thrived and how you've seen yourself truly thrive in what season of your life? 
Yeah, so just like we were talking about, I think the misconception about thriving is that it's always in the good times when everything is going perfect. When your school life, your home life, everything is going great. But for me, I've thrived the most in the hard times. And so for me, my season of thriving started on Halloween in 2013. At nine years old, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Most of y'all know this already, but it completely changed my life forever. Yeah, so tell us like, I mean, like a lot of people know you and know that you um, deal with type 1 diabetes, but for those that don't know you and even those that don't truly comprehend the extent as to how this affects your life, but tell us a little bit about how this um, makes your life a little more difficult. Yeah, so I had to think about this a little bit because it's been just, it's become my new normal, but it's like constant interruptions. My phone is constantly buzzing, not because I'm extremely popular, but because my body is sending me messages that you need to juice, you need to give insulin, all these different things, like in the middle of school, in the middle of taking a test, in the middle of trying to play a volleyball game. And it's, that is probably the most frustrating thing. Um, but also, let me just tell you, getting a tan is the hardest thing. First of all, my skin tone is like sour cream. But second of all, <laughs> I have these huge patches, like two of them, and they always have to be on my body. And so let me just tell you, wearing patches in a bathing suit is not the most attractive thing. And all these little kids will come up to you asking what's on your skin. And explaining diabetes is just a little difficult. But then you get your tan, and it's all great. And then you have to move your sight, and you have big old little white patches. It's great. But probably the funniest thing for me is the juice boxes, like let me just tell you, a 16-year-old sipping on her little Elmo juice box in the middle of class, wow, that's my favorite. Oh, I love that. And what's so funny, too, is how many people want to come and steal your juice boxes. Oh, my gosh, I know. I never have a full locker because they come in there and they just steal them. But, yeah. And you're just like, like, hey, like... This is like my medicine. Yeah, I need to survive. Um, anyways, but it's through these things and through my struggles that I feel God's presence the most. It's the days I have to get up for school exhausted, pre-COVID school, of course, um, after being up for an hour at 3 a.m., shaking, sweating, crawling to find a juice box, and then waiting for my blood sugar to go back to normal. The days I'm completely exhausted where I can't do anything to get my blood sugars in the right spot. When I'm at every limit possible, physically, emotionally, that I realize I can't do it on my own. I just, I cannot. And that's when I feel my Heavenly Father the most. He says, when you go through trials, not if you go through them, but when you go through them, I will be with you. And that's when I thrive. And, you know, we talked about, I talked about flourishing earlier in Psalms 92, 13, how it says the righteous flourish in the courts of our God. And that's like what I said in his presence. And so that's when I've been able to flourish is when I find him. And so it's when you, it's when I came to the end of myself and I realized that I couldn't do it, when I humbled myself before an all-powerful, mighty, but loving Father, the God of the universe who created me to be his child. I mean, wow, me, a speck of dust in the expanse of the heavens and the scope of time. And then I feel him like never before, and his comfort and peace will wash over me. In Psalms it says, when the cares of my heart are many your consolations cheer my soul and I was like wow like God wants to console me through my pain I'm just one person out of seven billion but he really does and I remember so many times I would cry out to him and be like Lord I can't do this alone I don't get enough sleep I'm on my millionth juice box and then 
I'll be crying, you know, and then I'll open my Bible and there will be a verse that I read and it hits me like a ton of bricks. And I realize it's a message from my heavenly father telling me that he hears my cry and he sees my pain. And wow, that really caused me to truly thrive. And so now I'm not just living juice to juice, but flourishing verse to verse. And so instead of asking God, why me? I can ask God, show me the purpose instead and help me to use it for your glory. So amidst my struggle in my season with diabetes, but especially over the last couple of months, I have been able to thrive the most being in the courts of my God. Yeah, I love that. And we were talking the other day and you even made a comment and you've said this a few times now, but whenever you say this, it just like shocks me and overwhelms me. But you said something along the lines of you wouldn't, if you could change how your life is, you wouldn't change it for anything. So like, that's just like such an amazing testament. And you know, like we all see that through your life that we see like how you can just rely on the Lord and still go throughout your day with so much joy and love for everyone around you and just by putting other people first. But like, tell us like a little bit about how you're able to just say like how you wouldn't want to change anything. Yeah, I mean, for sure it's it's been a hard season. But yeah, if I could go back and like if I had a choice not to go through this, yeah, no matter how hard it's been, I think I would still go through it because amidst all of it, I have like come to know my Heavenly Father like, I would have never before and I've my faith has grown so much in being able to see his presence and be able him revealing himself to me through my pain and I mean I remember just times like all these things like I remember one night I could not sleep I could not I had my blood sugar I was up all night with my blood sugar I was probably seventh grade I remember we had chapel the next day And so we walked into chapel, and I remember I was sitting, like, at the very back. And I think I was drinking another juice box. I was still low or whatever, my little Elmo juice box. (laughs) And the preacher had come to speak to us, and he was talking about how crazy grace, like crazy, undeserving grace. And I remember he pulled a $10 bill out of his pocket, and he said, you know, me picking someone out of this crowd and giving them this dollar bill would be crazy grace. And out of the entire crowd, he pointed at me and passed me that $10. And I remember thinking, wow, out of the whole crowd, like this never happens to me. And he picked me. And I remember going home that night thinking, and I was like, wow, like God was showing me that he sees me and he sees my pain. He knew I had been up all night the night before, that I was exhausted. And he showed me that he sees my pain and that he's with me. And just through those little things, feeling his presence, That's why I can say that I wouldn't trade it for anything. Gosh, I just love that. Well, I think that we can all say that you, Riley Grace, are truly thriving in (laughs) um, all seasons of your life right now. Well, thank you. All right, Emma, your turn. What areas of life do you see yourself being able to thrive the most? Well, this is very cliche, but... Definitely during this whole time of COVID-19. Wow, that's been crazy. (laughs) I know that I have really seen myself thrive in just my relationship with the Lord and just so many crazy things that are happening right now in my life. And, um, but it was when I reached like an all-time low, you know, like I was almost depressed and it was just so sad not being able to go anywhere and do anything and, 
um, my dad studying the craziness of the virus and he was <laughs> super extra about being super cautious. And so I definitely wasn't doing stuff with people or going out. And um, so it was just like getting hard. And like, yes, I have my family, but um, just kind of like lonely, you know. And um, it was when it was in this moment that I just like reach an all time low. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love like when we like feel our hearts are just so low and heavy Yeah, is when we like truly physically get low. And so I was like, I'm just going to get low. And I got on my hands and knees and I just cried out to the Lord. And I was just like, like, Lord, like I need you right now and Mm -hmm. I need your presence. And I know you're here. Like, I know you're working. I know something good is going to come from this. But Lord, just right here, right now, please just um, fill me, fill my life with you and just give me joy in these, um, uncertain, crazy, um, hard times right now. And, um, just the ways that I've experienced the Lord and just heard him speak to me have been mind blowing. And literally like in that moment, I just felt like overwhelmed with the presence of the Lord in my life. And I instantly just felt like the joy of the Lord. And, you know, I was like, Yes, this is um, the times that we're in, but I have to choose to have joy. I can sit here and I can mope around in my room and this and that, but I have to truly choose to have joy and to um, be happy in these times and just really thrive in my life right now. And so, um, but I was studying this word hineni when I heard it from a sermon, um, but it's a Hebrew word basically saying, here I am, Lord, send me. And so I just started making that my prayer. Like, here I am, Lord. Like, use me. Send me. Like, I want to be used for your glory and your honor. Like, I want to be a part of your amazing plan and um, just, like, what you have um, in store for me. Like, just reveal that to me. And the ways I've seen the Lord have just been crazy. And even just how he's, like, spoken to me through other people. Like, I know you've said how... um, you really see the Lord through the word, but, um, I have like just really experienced the Lord through other people and just comments that other people make to me, just pointing certain things out in my life. And I'm just like, wow, like, oh my goodness, like you're so right. And just the craziness. And it's literally just mind boggling to experience. But, um, even with this podcast, you know, and just like, I've learned to not doubt myself, but have like trust and confidence in the Lord and how amazing he is and what he can do, you know? Wow. So yeah, I just love what you talked about. Um, We all know it's a little hard for you to um, stay at home by yourself that long, (laughs) but I think it's even crazier how you were able to have joy amidst that time and you were able to dig deep in your relationship because I feel like so often it's so easy to... I mean, for me especially, I mean, like for everybody, it's easy to just feel bad about your situation. Be like, oh, I have to stay home all this time. I can't see my friends. Because I know at the beginning, like some people were stricter than others. So still some people were doing things. Some people weren't. So it was hard to be a person who had to stay at home and had to be just locked in your room, basically. But um, not seriously. But um, and so it was just amazing to see your joy and how you grew in the Lord. And even just asking him to use you through that time was incredible. So also, it's crazy how this podcast even started. So Emma, do you want to tell our listeners about how we began this journey? Yeah. So, um, well, I have been thinking about how 
it would be so fun to do a podcast and to just use um, my voice to bring glory to the Lord. And Riley and I were hanging out one day, and I was like, Riley, like, we should start a podcast together. Uh-huh. And Riley, of course, was all in. She's like, yes, yes, and yes. And so we just all in one night decided that this is what we're doing. Yeah. And then tell us about what your cousin said. Oh, oh, I know. This is crazy. So Emma, I had like never thought about doing a podcast. I mean, through this time, I'd been praying like, Lord, please use me to, yeah, like you said, use my voice to tell of your faithfulness. And so then that night I went home and I was thinking about the podcast. I was like, this is going to be so fun. Like, this is great, you know, but I wasn't like super like super vigilant about it. I was excited. But then of course my cousin texts, shout out to my the best cousin in the world, Lauren Rayfield. Um, and she texted me and she was like, Hey, have you ever heard of a podcast? And I was like, okay, Lord, what, what is going on? And I was like, um, yeah, I've heard of it. Why? She was like, um, I was just thinking like you, you should start one. And I was like, uh, yes, we're actually starting one right now. Like how crazy is that you said that? And so I texted Emma and I just felt like that was such a confirmation from God that like he wanted us to do this. And then that night, I remember I opened my Bible and I was reading through Psalms and it said, use your voice, use your mouth to tell of my faithfulness. And I was like, all right, Lord, you spoke through Emma, through my cousin, and now through your word. So this is what we're going to do. So, yeah, I just love that how the Lord will just confirm crazy ideas. But so no matter what season you're in, the good or bad, what steps are you taking to truly thrive in your relationship with the Lord? All right, people, thank you so much for listening. Huge shout out to my brother, Camden Schumann, our editor and producer. Thank you so much for your time. Yes, and shout out to our Instagram, um, thrive.pod.cast. If you have any um, questions or ideas for future podcasts, feel free to DM DM that account, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. And also feel free to email our email. It's thrivepodcast2020 at gmail. All right. Thank you so much. Peace out.